Welcome to Pawtastic Friends, the Paw Talk. In this podcast, we visit with Pawtastic Friends founder Michael and Melissa Novelli about their passion around providing enrichment training for rescue dogs. We'll tell the stories of Pawtastic Friends through their work with rescue dogs. There are some heartwarming stories. There are some heartbreaking stories. But I know you'll enjoy this podcast, Pawtastic Friends, The Paw Talk. In this episode, we feature Harley, King, and Olivia. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back again with Michael and Melissa Novelli for another episode of the award-winning The Paw Talk. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Hi. Thanks, Tom. I like that award-winning. It just sounds good. It's got a ring. And it rolls off the tongue really nicely. You can be proud of yourself. You're the one that started this whole Paw Talk. They come for you guys and the dogs. The We got three today, Harley, King, and Olivia. And I really wanted to focus or at least start with Harley because I know he's got some challenges and I think you told me he needs some surgery. So I want to spend maybe a few minutes asking you guys about dogs having surgery. How should people think about treating their dogs? How do they work with their vets? And maybe a few extra words around those issues because Harley is in the situation he's in. But why don't you start with him and tell us a little bit about Harley. So Harley is actually a female. Okay. She is part of the Monday Puppuccino Mafia crew. Mm. It's trademarked to you because you created that. Yeah. And she (laughs) is an amazing smaller size pity. She loves people. She does not care for other dogs. And back in August, we noticed that she was starting to get a little bit of a limp. And it's been progressively getting worse. So she went to the vet. And she ended up having a ruptured ACL or cranial, something similar to that. She needs surgery. And what makes it difficult is Harley lives in boarding. So she's constantly in a kennel with dogs jumping and barking and antagonizing her. So she could not have a proper recovery in that type of environment. So she's desperate for a foster where she can recover. I'm sure that she would probably need crate rest for quite some time. So each week she comes to training and a lot of times she just does mind work, puzzles, things like that, because we don't want to aggravate her condition. She also gets red light therapy, which we, we provide as well as go swimming for therapy to help ease the pain and get her mobility, keep her mobility. But she's sweet as can be. Yesterday, Santa came early for Harley. Two of our volunteers, Jan and Brian, they sent over a huge bed for her and she was just curled up in it while she was in the back here. Toys, a little lamb chop. So we're hoping that she finds a foster soon so that way she can get her surgery and be on her road to recovery. How do you help people think about, it's difficult when a dog's having a recovery because you want to love them, you want to hug them, you want to make sure they know they're loved, even if they're hurting or down for the count. But I guess that for me, the most difficult thing is keeping them situated and stable and not letting them run around and re-injure themselves, particularly after surgery. And I've just found that's so hard 
because after the surgery, they usually feel better and they can, they think they can do more, but if you let them do more, they'll re-injure themselves. How do you help people think through that part of the recovery as they move to the part of the recovery where you can actually get them out for a walk again and then lengthen the walks and then maybe move to some more active playtime? I think the best thing to do is listen to your vet's instructions. They're the professional, so they can give guidance on what is proper for the healing process. So like after a while, maybe they could do swim. They, you should always talk to your physician or your vet, your veterinarian care provider, just to make sure to see what is the plan maybe short walks and then keep um, extending the endurance and making them a little longer, maybe doing swim. We have another dog in our program that just had a hip surgery. So she actually is cleared to come now for some training. We have another dog that's just going to start for swim. And she just also had hip surgery and her doctor just cleared her after removing the stitches and giving her two weeks to heal a little bit more. And now she's cleared to start swimming. So I think in, it's best to consult with them. And every case is going to be different. And every environment's going to be different. If you're a dog in boarding, you're not going to recover properly. If you're in a home, they always say kennel rest in and out, just out to go potty and out in out. And then as they start progressing and start recovering, then it's a little more. Okay, next up we have King. King. King is pure royalty. He, huh. he is another dog that's at the boarding facility. He's been in the program for over a year, waiting, just like Harley. And he's a youngster, probably about two years old now. And he is always happy. His tail's wagging. He gets so excited when he sees you. He wants to hug you. He wants to jump on you. He's just a wonderful dog. He actually, his favorite thing is the pool. So he was lucky enough to start swimming in our swim program last week. And he did phenomenal. He just loved it. And when he saw Kathy, who does swim yesterday, he she came to the center. He was just going crazy because he was so happy to see her and is just another one knows his commands, knows his basic obedience, waits at the door, high five, and just can't find a home. No interest at all in over a year, not one person. And like we were discussing, you were so overpopulated with dogs here in Nevada. We keep trying to spread that message, help control the pet population, have your pet spayed and neutered, the old Bob Barker line. It's just, it's not, if you have a pit bull, it's not cute to breed your dog. They're all over the shelters. When, when people tell me that, I'm like, go take a walk in the shelter and tell me if you still feel the same about breeding your pit bull because it's cute and you want to have one litter. So what would a person, what kind of person do you think would be a great candidate for King's Forever Home? King would do best, I would say, in a home that has older children because he does get overly excited. So he can get a little play mouthy every now and then. He would be a great running partner. He would love a home with a pool that he can go out in every day. He loves nose work. So maybe a home that has somewhat of a yard where they can do like searching for boxes, for treats and stuff like that. He's just a great happy-go-lucky dog. And 
never, you never see him sad. And he is a leaner. Today when I saw him. He will do this and he'll be on you. And yeah. He almost, he's he, big. Keith, our trainer had been walking him and they came back and he got so excited to see me and I was petting him and stuff. And the next thing he was leaning and he's leaning a little more and I'm going back and he's just a great dog. And there's so many, I spend time with so many dogs on Tuesday and we have so many dogs that come in here and it's just sad when I look and I see a dog started over a year ago and has not had one lick of interest. I think to myself, what is wrong with this world? Something is wrong and we need to find a way to either fix it or start fresh because it's just, it's heartbreaking. I get it when people say, oh, the dog's in rescue and stuff. It's really not added up to what it's what people think it is. Boarding boarding's not royalty living there. It's basically jail. <laughs> Let's go to one of your most recent successes, and that's Olivia. Tell us about Olivia and her forever home. So we've been talking to this couple that I've known for a pretty long time, and their dog passed away, and they were looking for a dog to bring in their house. They have that love and joy in their house, and they met a couple dogs and they've been watching Olivia for a while and they live in the townhouse. So they thought it was too, Olivia was too big for them. So they met Olivia and came over on a trial and Olivia got adopted by my sister and brother-in-law. <laughs> I guess you, they are good friends. He's just, they've been watching Olivia and she, they spoil the heck out of her. They dress her up and spoil her and she's a great dog. And it's one of those success stories that we're really happy. It stayed in the family too, which is really cool. So we get to see Olivia and Pat, who we talked about earlier, went over and gave Olivia toys. And Olivia used to love to jump in the toy box when she was in boarding. I was going to say boarding buddies has not been the same. The toy box has not been the same. Pat and I were talking about that last week and we looked at the toy box and Pat's, the toy box has never been the same <laughs> since Olivia's been gone. She used to literally jump in the toy box. And she'd throw them up and throw the toys out and then she'd be sitting there playing with her toy and if another dog got near there she'd be like yeah. those she, are my toys she's the queen of the toy box so that's i know, I know that dog number 635 that's been in the program olivia that's great michael i wanted to end typically or when we visited together in the summer we spent a lot of time trying to educate people about dog health and dog safety in the summer don't walk in the heat of the day. Be cognizant of the temperature on the streets and even dirt where you're walking your dogs and other safety tips. But there's some pretty important safety tips literally in the winter. And since we're recording this in December, I wanted to maybe focus on some for the holiday season, starting with never, ever, ever give your dog chocolate. Yeah. So you guys are much more expert at this than me. <laughs> Please tell people why they shouldn't do that and implore them not to. That chocolate is very toxic and can kill dogs. There's a lot of foods out there that are very dangerous to dogs. And if you have questions, like if some people are like, oh, can I give my dog this? Can I give my dog that? Go on the internet. Google, Google it. it. <laughs> Just Google it. What can I give my dog? What can I not? But like you said, you can't have a not ever evers for chocolate. Chocolate is one of the worst things that dogs can get a hold of because they can die from chocolate. It's terrible. And you don't want to go through that. And then as we're speaking on uh, winter things, we like to tell people to give their dogs booties, especially out here in Vegas or in Texas where you're at. 
Dog's paws are very sensitive. Put doggy boots on them. Wintertime, the ground is freezing. There's ice. Put, go on Amazon. Go wherever. Go to your local pet store. Buy the dog booties. Get your dogs used to wearing them because the, can you imagine if your dog got frostbite on their feet? That's painful. And it's a vet visit and it's, it's stress on the dog and you would just be safe and think before you take your dog out, especially in that freezing cold weather. Well, guys, we're near the end of our time for this episode. Before we leave, if our listeners wanted more information on Pawtastic Friends or to make a donation, where can they go? Pawtasticfriends.com. Also, they can find us on social media at Pawtastic Friends. If you're an Instagram user, which we're becoming more Instagram user friendly, Me. not her. She doesn't touch Instagram. Pawtastic Friends LV. So that's our two social medias. You can see videos of the dogs. You can see what goes on here at the center. And all the money goes where it's supposed to, to the dogs. FantasticFriends.com. Guys, thanks again. I look forward to visiting with you again. Thanks so thanks. much. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Paw Talk. I hope you will consider a donation to Pawtastic Friends. We've linked to their donation site in the show notes. Also, vote for their wreath on Wreaths of Hope. If you go to the Pawtastic friends website the voting site will pop up and once again i've linked to it the pawtastic friends the paw talk podcast is a special production of the compliance podcast network